Hi guys, welcome back to the Resilience Pod. You're here with me, your host, Rina Singh. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am truly grateful. Now, there is no denying that we are living in a global pandemic. Now, that comes with a whole host of challenges, not only to us personally, but professionally, especially to our fellow resilient professionals. So stay tuned because today we are talking all about empathy in a global pandemic with my next guest who prides himself and has a strategic objective to help communities and society become more resilient via his research and development of emergency and crisis management techniques. Wow. He also has 12 years, probably more, of BCM and resilience experience. Not only that, he is a mentor to newbies and is also a volunteer helping local SMEs. I met my first guest back in November 2019 at the BCI World, where he did a phenomenal talk on empathy in continuity and the research behind it, which focuses on emotional intelligence in resilience programs. In essence, the human factors, which, guys, is so prevalent in the situation we are in at this time. So please join me in welcoming my very next guest on the pod, Erin Aslan. Hi, welcome. Hi, Rina. That's a wonderful introduction. I'm, I, I'm not sure I, I deserve it, but I'll, I'll definitely take it. Thank you. <laughs> you, of course you do. Welcome to the Resilience Pod and thank you so much for joining me on here. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks for, for, for having me on your, on your podcast. I, 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 tr- I really appreciate the, the, the platform to have this conversation. And, I, and, and as mm-hmm. you said, I think it's, it's relevant and worthwhile. So thank you. You're welcome. Now, I'm, we, we're going to get right into it. Um, as we alluded in the title of this podcast and the introduction, empathy. First of all, what is it? So e- empathy, there's, there's various ways of looking at it. But in, in the, the dictionary definition is, is the ability to be able to sort of understand someone from a, from, mm-hmm. from a cognitive perspective. So you, 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 uh, you put yourself in, in, in a mindset whereby you're trying to see the world through their eyes, through their perceptions and their own, in their filter. And the secondary element mm-hmm. of empathy is, is effective empathy. So you're trying to feel what that person is feeling. Uh, and and that, those two things combined go a long way to trying to understand that person's motivations behind what they're doing, what they're mm-hmm. saying, and, and, and how, they, how they think they're affecting the world around them versus mm-hmm. what your filter is saying, how that person is to you. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's really interesting because it is as um, if anyone's ever heard any of your talks or your previous uh, webinars, it is about kind of realizing that in yourself and other people too, in what we call emotional intelligence. Um, that's right. I mean, the, yeah. the emotional intelligence yeah. aspect is a, is a big, sort of like a, a bigger piece of the pie as it were. So empathy, mm-hmm. from my perspective and the way that I, I, I get, I try to get it across in, in my talks is, Mm. empathy in itself sits at the heart of emotional intelligence as far as i'm concerned and and the mm-hmm. reason why i kind of say that is emotional intelligence is is it has you know multiple layers you've got the the, the mm-hmm. self-awareness element of it the self-regulation element of it you've got the social skills that mm. go with it and you've got your you know sort of natural motivation that sort of will drive mm-hmm. you and and those all make up emotional intelligence uh but 
in the middle of all of those things, and I think the glue that holds it all together is empathy. That then means that you can actively yeah. uh, be self-aware in a positive manner, and then you can use mm -hmm. that to to sort of better self-regulate. Not necessarily just about mm -hmm. understanding yourself, but also using the empathy skills to to understand the world around you, and then you know adjust mm -hmm. your motivations accordingly, and, and and use your social skills to, to you know get to the core of uh, the, the the root cause or, or the root outcome that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting and, and relevant and a skill that I believe we should all be aware of and we can learn this, um, but also for as resilience professionals and in this time particularly because we are in a global pandemic and we a lot of the time we as resilience professionals, we're, we're planning for this, but we haven't actually lived through it. Um, how is empathy more prevalent at this time? So, I mean, that's a very good question, and it's 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 one that it, 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 I'll, I'll try to sort of do a nuanced answer as much as I can. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. The importance of empathy at, at this time is to understand if we sort of use ourselves as our own examples, we're all working mm -hmm. in an environment that we're unfamiliar with. I mean, yes, some mm -hmm. might say, oh, Erin, we're working at home. I'm, we're familiar with this. But mm -hmm. the extended duration of which we're, we might be having to work from home, uh, and for those of us who, who might not be working at, from home, we may be going into offices, we may be going into sort of job sites mm. uh, as, 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 as critical workers um, mm. and buildings where most of our colleagues who, aren't, who shouldn't be there, who don't need to be there, aren't there, so mm. therefore it might be tumbleweed. So my argument to that would be we're working in environments that are unfamiliar, even though we might be familiar with the actual sort of geography of it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that extended duration of work that is beyond our, our sort of regular norms, as it were, Mm -hmm. will, will affect us invariably in, in certain so two specific ways first one is it would affect us in a in a psychological manner because mm -hmm. it's something that is beyond the the norms uh, accepted sort of levels of uh, normalcy that we're we're used to mm -hmm. and the secondary aspect of it is it'll it'll take it'll have a physical toll i mean mm -hmm. yeah. one of the things that's sort of coming up in in, in conversations that i've been having socially and, and also at work with colleagues is that people are worried that their levels of fitness Mm -hmm. is, is is dropping throughout this period now that that in itself also causes a, a psychological impact because you're worrying about the fact that your physical fitness might be suffering mm -hmm. so all of those things you know they, they they compound we just don't realize it but they do and and, and weeks and weeks and and potentially now it's going to be months and months of this yeah does take a toll so we need to be aware that using empathy we use our own ourselves as an example to say well if if things are out of sync in such a way within our own lives and we put yeah. ourselves in the position of, uh, of other colleagues who are probably going through the same thing and their filters are also making them worry. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're unable to do the things that they normally would be able to do. Even simple things such as sort of taking the family food shopping or uh, going mm -hmm. down to the seaside, all of those things are a no-go. Mm -hmm. We can then use empathy to understand that there's an increased level of, of stress involved with our day-to-day -day lives, coupled with the fact that we are also now worrying about a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that is um, quite scary, as well as people don't see, are not prone to seeing the bigger picture. And in organisations um, where there's, in bigger organisations, for example, where 
everyone's in a continuity sort of environment that you get staff who are frustrated because they're trying to deliver business as usual work and they don't understand why say they might not be able to get access to remote connect if you know your organization doesn't it only minimizes it for critical users how can as resilience professionals we use your concept of empathy like a practical way to, to deal with those kind of people who might be lashing out at you i mean have you had anyone lash at you um in this situation so i've actually been very lucky in that sense where i've not had mm-hmm. to um have those sorts of conversations with with colleagues okay. um and and it's I, I feel that i've been very fortunate because first and foremost the the organization that i work for has a very robust sort of uh, enterprise support function that um, first and foremost were able to sort of listen to the continuity program and 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 the actual uh, processes that we we would put in place and and the simulations that would carry out leading up to this so i actually uh, conducted multiple pandemic exercises in over the past five years uh, leading leading the organization up to this point but for me, again, you know, I, I think I need to be quite forthcoming. My, my my initial degree, my background is in biomedical sciences, so I'm actually mm-hmm. somewhat aware what the outcome of a pandemic could be. Okay. And, and yeah. I wanted to make sure that the the organisation was as resilient as possible. And and, and yeah. I've been lucky enough to work with colleagues, both sort of in, in, in upper management and also alongside me, that understood mm. what I was trying to sort of say with regards to pandemics, and also they themselves wanted to do something about it or build okay. the resilience in the organisation over the past. Uh, you know, over five years mm-hmm. now, uh, to, to be able to sort of build that. So coming back to, to, to your question about some colleagues are lashing out. Mm-hmm. I, I invariably, I mean, I, I may not have seen it, but in, in an mm-hmm. organization where there's many hundreds, many thousands, multiple thousands of people, of yeah. course, there's going to be, you know, a, fee, a few who might be feeling the frustration of it all. And that's, that kind of goes back to what we were speaking about earlier, which is, there is that increased level of stress. There is that increased level of frustration. And, and, and I kind of had a really long preamble explaining about how things are different with regards to sort of family life, how things are different with regards to even food preparation, food yeah. changes, how, how things are different with regards to sort of shopping and physical interactions with family members that might not be living in the same household. And right at the end, I touched upon the actual p- pandemic element of it. And that pandemic element yeah. is, is very, very scary because uh, a, 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 a virus... Uh, and the genetic information contained within does not have any feelings, does not have any consciousness. Yeah. It, it just is designed to do one thing and not particularly well, and therefore it does mutate. Uh, but it, it's there to sort of take over the the, 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 the physical controls of, a, of an actual cell that we might have in our bodies that might otherwise be helpful to us. Yeah. It gets hijacked by this, this, this virus and then and, and, and it's just used to, 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 to replicate the virus itself. So the virus does not have any feelings. It's, we can't negotiate with it. And most of the population mm-hmm. realizes that no matter what we believe, no matter what, what sort of things that we take comfort with, the yeah. virus doesn't understand that. It is just mm-hmm. a very, very simple thing that is designed to do only one thing, which is to replicate itself. It does not care about its mm-hmm. host. It, you know, it doesn't have those mm-hmm. feelings. That added pressure that added uh, sort of element of fear uh, in amongst the community and, and also because we get bombarded quite daily i'm sure you're aware of, you, you log on to any news site a, a, in any country in any language the, the, yeah. the headlines are going to be about the global pandemic and, and the coronavirus yeah so to, ha, ha, how i would deal with it is to be understanding so uh-huh. I, I i just because I, don't, I haven't i haven't had any conversations or i haven't had people lash out at me at work 
yeah. it doesn't mean that I, I've not had difficult conversations with friends, perhaps. Yeah. Who, might, who might hold very, very sort of interesting views as far as I'm concerned with regards to the virus itself, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I may not agree with it. But at that point, how I would use empathy is to try to understand their perspective. Now, a lot of people mix the the two things up. Uh, empathy does not mean agree with a person in front of you. Empathy mm-hmm. just means understand their perspective, see right. the world from their their eyes what, yeah. what, how, why are they seeing it that way and that's mm-hmm. the key it's okay to disagree it's actually quite healthy and that's how we sort of most of the time in, in, in human history have been mm-hmm. able to sort of evolve and 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 and, and, and innovate yeah. and a lot of the stuff has been to do with you know e- extra bits of pressure placed on us to mm-hmm. for us to be able to produce that that little bit more of a polished gem at the end of it mm. so when somebody's lashing out just listen to them. Yeah. Half, half, half the battle is actually that person has not had the platform to be heard. And they mm-hmm. clearly don't feel, or perhaps they don't feel like they're in control of anything because we've just uh-huh. mentioned how a virus works. It cannot yeah. be negotiated with. So yeah. therefore, there is no control over any of these elements. Mm-hmm. And they feel frustrated. And, and unfortunately and unfortunately at the same time, because I feel that this is actually a positive as well as a negative, yeah. We, we we as business continuity professionals are sometimes the, the the people that that our colleagues can turn to and just talk and sometimes uh, mm-hmm. vent. Yes. And it's okay mm-hmm. to listen to that. We don't have to agree with it, but yeah. to, give, to give a colleague that platform, if we can, and I know everybody's really really busy, and sometimes we just don't have the ability to be able to do that because we're, we're going mm-hmm. from meeting to meeting. I mean, you and I had 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 booked this. Uh, podcast to take place sort of uh, one evening during the week and unfortunately I had loads of meetings that got put in place mm-hmm. so we, you know we do have to sort of uh, juggle things around a little of bit course, but yeah. if we can give the, the, the platform f- uh, for f- to our colleagues to, to sort of sometimes vent and mm-hmm. and, 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 and understand them, not agree with them they're, they're two different things understand yeah. where they're coming from and then if, if we have something to add that's going to help their their, their their worry that's going to help that's going to ease their 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 anxiety a little bit then by yeah. means we say those things or we signpost them in in the direction of a you know perhaps a good uh, good blog or um, or or, or, a, or a podcast even or, or something mm-hmm. that we've seen that's helped us and, and and you know they can then maybe sort of concentrate outside mm-hmm. of work to try and sort of get 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 a grip of their own anxieties and, and worries Wow, that's you know that's that's fantastic and and very true. It's, it's seeing the, the other person's point of view and uh, you know sharing something that I've experienced in you know day to day work. It, it 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 has been understanding the other person's view and some of the things I've done is say for example, look, I appreciate it's not ideal. We're all in the situation together, um, and and making people understand the bigger picture, especially in terms of priority and and things like that in in the workplace where people are so engrossed in getting their own work done but not seeing how it might impact the bigger organization for example um, if we're just talking about businesses so I feel I used a bit of empathy there um, and I, I really did think about some of the, the your talk back in November when I when I first met you and then a webinar I heard of yours as well um, that actually I have been using empathy quite a bit without realizing um, especially the the being there for other resilience professionals or, or other people in the organizations to vent their frustrations at 
Well, that's um, first. Firstly, I'm really, really happy to hear that that the, the talk I gave back in in, in, in November at BCI World is is has been of help. Um, primarily because that that's the reason why I kind of go out of my way to to trying to have these conversations because I, I I'm I'm trying to sort of make life easier for 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 sort of fellow professionals within the field of business continuity as much as I can because. Uh, as I said, my background is in, in, in firstly in laboratory sciences, and then in, mm. I segue into, into social sciences. So I'm actually a scientist at heart. Yeah. If I can sort of, if I can build something or, or, or create a model that's going to help life to be a bit more easier for, mm -hmm. for for my fellow colleagues around the world of business continuity management, but also help that that's you know society move forward that little bit more or do my mm -hmm. little bit for it, then then I think that's. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that as a. Oh yeah, absolutely. And actually, uh, going diving a bit deeper into that and your research and uh, and findings in the whole empathy, um, in continuity and resilience, uh, would you be able to kind of for those who maybe haven't heard your talk or been seen any of your webinars, delve a little bit detail uh, further and deeper into kind of how you came up with that and the research behind it. So. The the motivation for me to sort of go into this and and, and look into it, it 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 has a long history with me primarily because I've been interested in 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 psychology for for quite some time. I, I actually okay. started reading books on on the subject from from the age of twelve onwards. So I've, I've oh, always wow. been fascinated by how, how how the mind works, how how and why we make the decisions mm -hmm. that we make. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, for me it's a, it's a personal motivation to 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 want to understand what motivates people how mm -hmm. how they get motivated why they get motivated why mm -hmm. why they they react in the way that they do mm -hmm. um, it's, it's it's been a, it's it's been a it's been a fascination for me for for a very 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 yeah. very long time uh, and um, so that's where that stemmed from for me and then uh, the the other aspect of it is it. The the curiosity in me got sort of intensified quite a bit because mm -hmm. I myself is a, a, as as a, as a as an immigrant. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was on the receiving end of a, a lot of positive empathy from from people who understood that initially I couldn't speak English; it, it okay. was a second language, and therefore I had to learn it. And therefore they would go out of their way to try to understand what I was trying mm -hmm. to say. It wasn't the fact yeah. that I couldn't express myself. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or I didn't have the ability to be able to sort of get my point across. Mm -hmm. It's just that I didn't have the ability to get my point across in a language that they could understand. Mm -hmm. But I really appreciated the fact that they would take the time to try to understand what I was trying to say and, and, and actually help me along in my journey to be mm -hmm. able to sort of then now cut, cut, cut to, uh, you know, let's cut forward a little bit to today. I'm able to converse with you quite comfortably in yeah. a language that actually isn't my mother tongue. Okay. And so that, 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 those are the types of uh, you know motivations. I I, I, I just mm -hmm. wanted to sort of I, I knew from a very early age that being able to communicate effectively didn't just involve the words that we're we're, we're saying, but actually the meaning behind it was, mm -hmm. was was it may be and 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 more often than not, and and this is actually uh, tr true of a lot of the family interactions that we might have. What's okay. being said could be very very different to what's being meant. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very, very true. And now in the situation that we're in, if we bring it back to current times, um, 
even outside of work, when you're like, say you're going into the grocery store and people, you hear people lashing out at the, the key workers and stuff. Um, it, it, you need to be mindful, basically, and, and, and have a little, have a little empathy and, and, um, you know, not be so selfish. So that, that's a very, very interesting and very good point that you're making in a sense that it, it is worthwhile really taking a, a, a better look at that particular dynamic. So you, you mm-hmm. mentioned how people are lashing out at key workers. Mm-hmm. Now, first and foremost, the key workers and, uh, do not deserve it. They, they, they no. do not. So that, that's not something that is warranted in any way, shape or form. In actual fact, they should be praised for what they're doing and they're doing mm-hmm. it gallantly and, and bravely and, and wonderfully. And, and for the most part, if we look, if we look um, sort of at our own friends and family, we're all appreciative, especially I'm, I'm, I'm going to single out the NHS, uh-huh. um, about all the efforts that they're putting in place, um, but also the, 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 the workers that are preparing the infrastructure for all of this to take place, you know, uh-huh. things like public transport uh, sort of drivers and, and, and uh, you know, train drivers, bus drivers or, or conductors, all of those people who uh-huh. are still making sure that the people who need to get to work who have no choice but to get to work are able to do so so all of those people do not deserve anybody lashing out at them but then let's kind of look at the people who might be lashing out mm-hmm. by and large people are not bad people yeah. it's just that circumstances sometimes go lead them down a path whereby they are doing something that perhaps they're even uncomfortable with mm-hmm. but i think and this is just just a viewpoint i'm not uh-huh. gonna I'm, I'm, I, I will never say this is 100 percent true or fact uh, yeah. but my viewpoint is if somebody is lashing out and they're lashing mm-hmm. out at the 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 key workers that 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 are actually making sure that people are okay that the country's still moving forwards in, mm. in the right direction oh i i i for me, I think it's important to understand that these people are perhaps doing that because they don't have any control over a lot mm-hmm. of the things that they thought they had control over. Mm-hmm. They, they, what they thought was a, yeah. a very stable job may not be as stable as they thought. Yeah. Or, uh, maybe they've just sort of woken up to the reality of you know, their health. Um, as, 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 as well as they may have looked after themselves, as well as they may have eaten, as, as well as they may have exercised. Yeah. There are certain things in life that will jeopardize the, the health and well-being of someone, irrespective of whether or not you've done all of the right things. And the frustration yeah. that, that comes along with that sort of realization is, is, is a very heavy one. Mm-hmm. So they may have no choice as far as they're concerned but to lash out at the people that are actually mm-hmm. there to help them, support them the most. Yeah. I, again, I'll go back to what I was saying. It's... It's not about agreeing with what they're doing. It's about trying mm-hmm. to understand it so that we are not affected as much by the, the adversity and the negativity that might be coming our way. And that's, yeah. the, and that's the key. Absolutely. And we can actually, um, the example there of out in the public, we can actually bring that back into our own organizations that we're working in where you, you'll have these challenges internally with each other. Um, some may not, but some will. And you know, there there will be people, as we've touched upon earlier, who will be frustrated with the situation and and saying not nice things to to fellow colleagues because they probably don't really mean it, but it's that it's that frustration. Um, and as resilience professionals, we probably see a, a lot of that, and I know I have. But it's about um, 
detailing and understanding what kind of message to give to that. And it's not easy because a lot of people aren't aware, you know, emotional intelligence, we, we, you know, we talk about that, but actually how, how many of us are aware that we have that, that skill? So it's an interesting one to ponder on. So that's, a, that's an interesting point in, in, in as much as I've, I've had sort of several conversations about whether empathy can be learned. So my, 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 my perspective on that is we all have empathy. As human beings, we, we're born with it. And one of the examples yeah. that I give is if you, if you sort of, for, for, for those who have kids, who will be able to sort of understand this far, far better than those who, who may not. But if you look at any sort of playground where there's a whole bunch of kids playing, it, it, it isn't uncommon for, for, for one of the kids running around to fall over and scrape their knee or whatever, and, yeah. and they feel quite bad about it. But then there's another kid that will walk up to them and, and give them a hug because they understand because they themselves had fallen over and they had grazed their knee, and therefore they understand that their friend who's on the floor crying is, is, is feeling pain. So therefore, they've, they've engaged their, 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 their cognitive empathy and their effective empathy to understand that there's physical um, mm-hmm. sort of pain a lot associated with it and also um, that, that there's that, that there's a there's perhaps an element of embarrassment about it so they will go and they'll hug this person and and they'll try to sort of make them feel better so that 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 is just empathy that that's something that I believe that we're born with uh-huh. and, and to sort of we, we we have a lot of cognitive load in our lives in general uh-huh. the modern world is a very fast-paced fast-moving one and we place a lot of a, a huge amount of uh, pressure on ourselves to deliver mm-hmm. whatever that might be we're all very very busy not yeah. just with with our works but with our with our sort of uh, responsibilities that sort of come alongside living in a you know in a, in a globalized world with with loads and loads of information being thrown at us on a day-to-day basis so that we've got yeah. lots of cognitive load and we lose an element of that empathy because that's the first thing that gets pushed out by the way so uh-huh. when, we, when we when we do when we cognitively load ourselves and overload, yeah, we, we become almost sort of a, a, a routine uh, seeking uh, machine that needs to make right. sure that we hit the cues that we need to hit th- throughout uh-huh. the course of the twenty four hour day, and okay. we only look forward towards the, the weekend. And during that time, so Monday to Friday, uh-huh. we park our empathy, we park our humanity occasionally. <laughs> because we, we must because that we need to we need to engage uh, most of our cognitive uh, abilities and, and skills in being mm-hmm. able to deal with and sift through this this vast sea of information and this vast mm-hmm. sea of responsibility alongside having the worries of trying to make sure we, we're paying all of our bills putting food on the table and making sure our kids are educated mm-hmm. so the self-awareness yeah. and empathy and everything else or the whole of the emotional intelligence um uh, unit kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the five elements of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. unfortunately start to sort of fall by the wayside because one of the one of the things that i say and i, I and i say this to be um sort of to to, to mainly sort of get people to th- uh, be more thoughtful about the process mm-hmm. and, and and i say it to be um a little bit combative so i i mm-hmm. mentioned the fact that you know the five elements of emotional intelligence is is, is our motivation, our social skills, our self-regulation, our self-awareness, and empathy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say that, well, without empathy, we might have very good self-awareness, we're very self-regulated, we have uh, immense motivation, and we've got great social skills. Well, mm-hmm. that, those four elements together successfully are, are the, uh, are the makes it, makings of, of a sociopath. 
<laughs> because without empathy, without the ability to understand yeah. how we're how we're coming across, how we're affecting our, yeah. our fellow human beings, we become mm. very very dangerous individuals. And, that, mm. and I think that's kind of where the the wheels come off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy is... to be challenged about that, and I'm happy to sort of hear other perspectives on that. And yeah. so I say that to be a little bit combative, <laughs> the, 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 the conversation going, and yeah. I'll happily listen to anybody who wants to talk to me about that, and, 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 mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll learn from them as well. And as I said, mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where, like you've rightly touched upon it, the self-awareness element of it. Like you mm -hmm. yourself have said, since the talk, you're, you're, you're realizing you're being more empathetic. I, I yeah. might then say, well, I, I believe you probably were being empathetic. It's just you're recognizing the fact that you're being empathetic yes. uh, because you, you, you're, you're more aware of recognizing within um, yourself the skills that you had already had. Yeah. And, and I think that's key. That's actually the key to the lock, really, within ourselves. And not only in utilizing it in this global pandemic, but actually just BAU in our resilience programs and in everyday life. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So essentially, the uh, the, the holy grail for any any business continuity professional is the is 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 for our need to seek out business as usual and try mm. and get back to that. The elasticity, as a lot of a lot of our colleagues will, will, will mention, you know, we might have these situations whereby at the moment it's quite unpre unprecedented. We've got mm. a global pandemic in our hands, and, yeah. and everybody's working. Uh, it, 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 in, in, in a heightened anxiety level and yeah. business as usual has been parked to a degree. But the idea is to sort of lust after this and, and work towards getting back to normal or whatever yeah. the new normal might be following yeah. this particular pandemic. I mean, mm -hmm. we, can, we can take a different tactic. We can then, you know, among ourselves and within the profession of mm -hmm. business continuity, say, well, look, we saw this coming. Mm -hmm. because these sorts of pandemics, I mean, the, the last one before this was the Spanish flu, and that took place in 1918. So almost, a, uh, you know, 100 years or so yeah. uh, uh, to, to the day, this, this kind of constitutes to one of those one in 100 year events, which actually yeah. took 100 years in between for it to take place. Yeah. I mean, we can, we, can, we can argue about the, the, the swine flu element of it and then and mm -hmm. the SARS from 2003 and, and everything else. But essentially, the, the big global pandemic is, is what took place in 1918 with the Spanish flu and what's taking place right now with, mm -hmm. with COVID-19. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very relevant and it applies to all of us. And I think you've given us some really, you've, you've helped us dip our toes in this. And obviously, we can't cover all the nuances of, of this in such a short time in a podcast. But I think it's really key to, to really really start thinking about these a bit more consciously um, for resilience professionals and just generally anybody else who may stumble upon this to just to just to reflect reflect on it really so thank you for for sharing your insights a bit further well I, i'd like to say thank you for, for for you know using your platform to to sort of expand our horizons in the world of business continuity and, and also in the profession because i think the, these sorts of conversations, not just because of the conversation you're having with me, but your your previous podcast, obviously, and and and, and even the, the the you know the video conversations and the interviews, I, I do follow those, and I think you're doing a great service to to, to the actual profession itself. So, uh, thank you, thank so you for, for for taking your time to, especially uh, to, today, to um, uh, for those of you who might not know, this is actually a, a day off for everyone. It's, it's actually Easter. And, yeah. and Rena's still sort of um, making sure that she's adding to the body of knowledge and, and, and you know, 
for the, for the world of business contributions. So thank you very much for all your efforts as well. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Erin, for sharing this insight. It's definitely an underrated topic, which I'm all about. And, you know, we've we've been having these conversations um, on and off since November, haven't we, of doing something together. So finally, a global pandemic brought us together. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take much, did it? So. <laughs> no, it didn't. But saying that, um, we uh, when all this is over, um, hopefully I'll be able to resume the video ones and we can have you on depending um, and because I'm sure our audience would love to see you on, on a video one so guys if you've listened and you liked this then stay tuned because you know if you want Erin on the the actual podcast the videos then you need to, to con- con- comment and contact me <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have come to an end. Thank you once again, Erin, for sharing your insights into this. Um, if our listeners wish to find you, where can they? So uh, they, they, they can look, look, look out for me on LinkedIn. I, it's, okay. I think it's a great platform to... I do have sort of colleagues who are starting up uh, and, and maybe sort of working towards their, 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 their CBCI, etc. So I do, I do get a lot mm-hmm. of comments. Uh, call, call, uh, questions and conversations from there so yeah by all means do 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 look out for me on linkedin and if you have any questions or queries and you want to have a conversation i'll always try to make time to to, to help uh, uh, to help a fellow colleague and, and answer any questions that way fantastic thank you Aaron. and guys thank you all for tuning in today to listen and take the time out please do let us know if you um you're kind of experiences in this um, pandemic and, and how you've used empathy in your workplaces or in your personal lives um, to deal with some of these things because it's all about sharing insights and learning from each other because that is exactly what the Resilience Pod is all about. So stay tuned, comment and subscribe for more. Until next time, see you soon and keep on investing in your resilience.